Welcome to Opening the Door podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today you'll hear a conversation I had with Majori, and this is all about the 2024 astrological forecast. This is an episode I also had Majori on last year. We did the 2023 astrological forecast, and obviously this year we're coming back and doing 2024. This is a fun episode that I hope to sort of keep in the lineup every December for you all um, because I think it's cool just to see what you know what the stars have in store for us uh, collectively this is so this is more about collective energy than like your specific chart obviously still super super interesting to see what we'll see in 2024 and I'm just like not an astrology expert at all so it's always fun to have an astrology expert on to talk us through this stuff before we dive into this episode I just want to remind you about the two readings that I have available on my website just for basically December and January. December's almost over anyway, so January, basically. These are 2024 theme readings, and in these readings, I'll connect with your guides, ask them to give a few themes that you'll be experiencing. These are sort of like overview readings, not month to month, but really fun to sort of get some themes from your guides. Two options here, a mini reading version and a live 30-minute Zoom reading with me so we connect in in real time. I'll connect with your guides, grab all the juicy info, all that good stuff, and you can find the link for those readings in the show notes. Enjoy the episode, and remember, don't be afraid to open your door. Today, we're welcoming back Majori, aka the punk priestess, to opening the door. You can hear all about her and more about her practice and her work on episode three. And again, on our 2023 astrological forecast episode, today we are here to talk about the 2024 astrological forecast. Get into it. What do the stars have in store for us this coming year? Majori, welcome back to Opening the Door. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm so excited to be back. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat through sort of the overarching energies that we'll see at play. What are the big astrological events that we'll see in 2024 and all that good stuff. So let's just get right into it. So what does the astrology for this coming year look like for us? Yeah, it's definitely, it's um it's kind of a mix. There's like a lot of optimism. I feel that 2024 is going to be a little bit more of a joyous year than 2023, but 2024 is kind of the last year of normalcy. And I kind of feel even like democracy in this country. Um, I, of course, you know, as a lot of astrologers are still looking at what is the, going to be the political outcome of 2024. But um, this year is really going to shape, of course, 2025. And the astrology of 2025, it's pretty erratic. So it's going to be interesting kind of what happens in 2024. But I kind of feel for the most part where the planets are and the astrology, it does feel more optimistic, um, especially in the beginning of the year. So I do like that. I guess I'll kind of talk about one of the main things that is going on. And this is Pluto um, finally leaving Capricorn and going into Aquarius. And Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008. So it's been a long time. And yeah, yeah, what we're seeing is the end of the patriarchy, late stage capitalism. Like we can feel it, we can see it, and we're arriving into this new beautiful Aquarius energy that's going to be for the next 20 years. And Aquarius is going to be in Cap in Pluto um officially on November 19th of next year. So 
it's going to be a lot of changes. I think it's going to be a lot of crisis for people, especially old traditions, those capitalistic structures and their leaders kind of desperately holding on for dear life of like this old world. And they kind of have to get on board with the future and what's kind of next for us. Hmm, interesting. Sounds like kind of a, yeah, it's interesting the sort of two energies that you have at play there. That's that sort of like optimism. And obviously there is going to be sort of in America a lot going on politically. Yeah, interesting. It almost feels like, and totally correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure there's tons of other stuff we'll get into, but it almost feels like the astrology is giving a little bit of a year of like coziness or like get your bearings. And then kind of what you're saying about 2025 is like things are going to rock. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And like astrologers, psychics, like a lot of like spiritual healers have known 2025 is going to be a year of reckoning. So I was, I've been telling my clients like travel in 2024, like live your best life because there's going to be so much change in 2025 and like a new set of priorities and shifts and um, it's kind of just like, have your, live your life, have your moment in 2024. <laughs> so <laughs> cool. So everybody listening, do what you need to do in 2024, make it amazing. Okay. So, okay. What are some other, so we've got that big sort of movement of the planets. What are some other things that we'll be seeing in 2024 that are sort of going to affect the collective energy? Yeah. Um, I think uh, one that's really important to talk about is Saturn and Pisces. Um, Anyone who is going through their Saturn return right now in Pisces, it's been a journey. Saturn is going to be going from three degrees to 19 degrees. So if you have any Pisces placements between three to 19 degrees, or if you're a mutable sign like Sagittarius, Gemini, Pisces and Virgo, you're going to be going through a lot in 2024. But I do feel that the Saturn and Pisces energy, it's very healing in a way of giving us like talk therapy, like talking to ourselves more positively, letting go of old ideals or limitations that were maybe hurting us or putting us backwards. And it's going to be kind of a breakthrough, I think, with our psyche to really connect deeper to who we are and I feel it's going to be positive because Pisces is very dreamy. It's not going to be so much of what am I producing? What money am I making? Because Pisces doesn't exist in financial realms. It's more about the dreams, the optimism, the hope, and also some deep healing. And I think that's going to be a huge theme throughout the year as well with this transit. Hmm, Interesting. Are there any specific seasons that you're looking at this year that feel like that have a particularly intense energy or have some, some really intense stuff going on? I do. Uh, so I feel that definitely March is going to be huge because we have um, our first eclipses and that's going to be on March 25th. It's going to be a full moon lunar eclipse in Libra. And then um, in April, we're having an eclipse that's really interesting because It's going to be um, crisscrossing the United States and primarily in Texas. And this is going to be on April 8th. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see what's going on in Texas or that part of like the country, because it's very rare that an eclipse crosses. So I think April is going to be interesting with that eclipse. And also Mercury retrograde is going to be pretty much through the entirety of April. So I think April is a big month. Like get your taxes done before April 1st, (laughs) get them done early. um, So you don't run into like any financial, 
you know, issues with the retrograde. What's also interesting is this summer, we're having two Capricorn full moons. And usually we only have one full moon in each zodiac sign throughout the year. But on June 21st and July 21st, we're having Capricorn um, full moon. So that's going to be interesting. I'm looking at that. And I think September is going to be interesting with um, eclipses as well as October. So there's some good pockets. And then end of December, beginning in of December, we're actually going to be having Mars go retrograde in Leo. And the last time this happened was 2009 and 2010. So there's a lot of astrology kind of coming back from, you know, some, some time to kind of be reflected upon this year. Yeah, that's okay. That's really interesting. I'm just thinking, okay, there's, there are a few dates that you've mentioned, you know, 2008, 2009 so far. And those were, I mean, like financial crash of 2008, like there was stuff happening in those years. So what do you think about that? Are these sort of like closing of cycles or are these like reckonings in terms of these will sort of be seeing these themes again? I definitely feel that it's going to be themes reoccurring from that time. And it's looking at our evolution, like how much our lives have changed from, you know, 2009, 2010 and, you know, where we are now, how far we've come in within ourselves or even like as a country and, yeah, hopefully we can do things better this time around and learn from our mistakes. Hopefully. I <laughs> mean, we'll forced. see. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. I mean, I remember that was my last year of high school mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, oh, I thought things were going to be better <laughs> financially. I thought I was going to have a closet full of Chanel and, you know, here we are and we're kind of still in this like financial, like loop kind of crisis. You know, it's, it's not necessarily super positive. Hmm. All right. A lot of a lot of stuff going on. It feels like, I don't know, it's it's feeling a little ominous. What what are some of the positive sort of the planets that are kind of give us, giving us a, a positive spin on 2024? I think Uranus and Taurus, it's still going to be for a little bit. This is really positive because it's giving us a lot of new joy and opportunity. I, I've been telling also my clients, just kind of expect the unexpected, like be open. Like if good things are coming in or opportunities are coming in or there's like times where you can go after something and for your career, your life, whatever it is, like go for it. Um, I do feel there's a lot of positivity with Uranus and Taurus and also Jupiter entering Gemini on May 25th. And that's going to be until June 9, 2025. And I feel like that's going to be really good. It's kind of like bringing your vision board to life. And Gemini is all about creative collaboration, learning new skills, a lot of new possibilities, exploration. So I do feel like these are kind of giving us a lot of momentum to envision and dream more. And that's a huge theme for 2025 with the Sabian symbols. It's like visualing something new and creating something new from our intuition. And I think there's nothing more positive than that. Mm, oh yeah, totally. I love that. So in, in sort of the energies that you're seeing, obviously they change throughout the year. They'll change throughout 2024 based on, you know, different planets moving in different ways. But what are some things that we can overall be focusing on this year that the planets and the astrology can really help us with? 
Yeah. Maybe that uh, also depends on each each person's sign too, but I'm not sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel, I I guess like in my opinion, Aries are going to have the biggest year in 2024. So that's me personally. So it's going to be a lot of change. And the reason why Aries are going to be going through a lot is because the North node, which is the unforeseen future, it is in Aries and it's, it started in July of this year, but it's going to be until January 2025. So Aries are going to have a big year. Libra, because the South Node, which is the past, is in Libra because Aries and Libra are opposite signs. Um, Capricorn is going to have a big year with the Pluto energy as well as Aquarius. And then I think Pisces and Gemini are going to have really big years too. And I think the main thing to kind of think about is making sure you're surrounded by the right people. And that's a huge thing. The eclipses are going to make sure that we're reflecting on relationships or not just, you know, people that we're just cycling through where we feel comfortable with. They're actually people who are elevating us and making us be the best version of ourselves. And our company, the people around us is a reflection. It's a mirror of who we are. So we're going to have to confront that mirror. We're going to have to make sure we're still in alignment with the right people and, that's going to make or break the opportunity that comes in or doesn't come in for 2024. So it's going to be a reckoning. I think it's going to be hard for a lot of people, hard for maybe a lot of Libras to really think about, oh my gosh, like I don't have to worry about everyone liking me or trying to be everyone's friend. I can just be myself. And that's the medicine to get me what I need in life. And I think Aries are going to really make sure they're around the right people to be their true authentic self. So there's going to be a lot to reflect upon of relationships. And I think that's a huge thing to make sure we're just in alignment with the right people. And we'll see that come election season as well. Like who is in alignment with these values and it's going to be playing out individually in our lives as well as globally. Ooh, so interesting. So, okay. So you mentioned Sabian symbols. Do you want to get into that a little bit? Like what is a Sabian symbol and how how does that sort of have to do with 2024 astrology? So the Sabian symbols, they're kind of like the spicy psychology of astrology and it, they're super fun. It's mostly an Americanized thing because they were developed in this country almost 100 years ago. Um, it's going to be 100 years actually in 2025. And they were created by Mark Edmund Jones, who's a very famous astrologer, um, and Elise Wheeler, who was a very well-known psychic. And this was back in 1925 when they created these Sabian symbols just through Elise Wheeler using her psychic medium energy to give in, it's kind of like a premonition. uh, It's like a phrase. It's not so much an actual symbol. It's a phrase that she gave for each zodiac degree. So there's 360 degrees of the zodiac. So that's for every single zodiac season. And each degree has its own Sabian symbol. And it's pretty wild that these were conjured up a hundred years ago and it's still so relative to what's going on today. Like they didn't even know about AI or like gender identity and things like that. And they're already talking about with the Sabian symbols. So it's really, it's really interesting to look at the Sabian symbols for um, your own birth chart, because we all have our own degrees in our natal chart, as well as the astrology for the year. And I like to focus on the Sabian symbols for the eclipses of the year, because I feel that is a huge moment, because eclipses are a lot of accelerated, unexpected events and radical change that happens. And 
those are the Sabian symbols I like to look at first and then go throughout like major like retrogrades or transits of that year. Cool. Do you have any examples? Like, do you have uh, any connected to the eclipses for the, for 2024? Yeah. So the first eclipse, which is going to be March 25th, and it's going to be in Libra, it's, you have to always round up each um, degree. So it's going to be for six degrees Libra and you can, they're for free online. You can look at the Sabian symbols and one of the Sabian symbols, like a breakdown is the ideals of a man abundantly crystallized. And this is really much saying that there's a lot of visualization and the power of visualization, like crystallizing a new world vision. And it could be for better or for worse. So I feel like by March, we're going to see with these eclipses kind of like either positive movement for change or, ooh, this is kind of putting us back. And we're going to see, you know, who maybe the candidates are, you know, becoming the election season and who's really making positive change for the future and who's kind of bringing us backwards into the past. And I think this is the eclipse that's going to pretty much reconcile a lot of that. And then one that I think is really interesting is the full moon lunar eclipse in Pisces, which is going to be at 26 degrees Pisces. And this is on September 17th. And it's been nine and a half years since we've had an eclipse in Pisces. So we have to kind of think about what was happening nine and a half years ago. But the Sabian symbol is a new moon that divides its influence. And I feel by middle of September, people are not going to really know who there you want to vote for. I personally feel like we might not have an election. I think there's just going to be too much polarization that there's not going to be a lot of like good results or, you know, there could be a revolution or a riot, but this Sabian symbol is kind of saying that there's a lot of freedom of choice and we have to exercise our free will, but there might be an inability to decide and a lot of confusion that can play into the collective. And I feel when we have Jupiter and Gemini, there's going to be a lot of expansion, um, maybe into like too much information, or there could be a lot of fake news. There's just going to be, I think, a lot that we can't really trust with the media because like Gemini is the writer and I in technology. And I kind of feel that um, on social media, there's not going to be a good, like, oh, I'm going to go for this candidate or this one. I think it's just going to be kind of like a, a mess. And I think by the time we get to um, September with this full moon lunar eclipse, it is going to reflect that. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a lot. I know that it's loaded and, but, uh, but yeah, it's like the Sabian symbols. You can just go online and for every single degree, you can look at what the, the Sabian symbol message is. Like what I, I wrote was kind of like a condensed version of that Sabian symbol. It's definitely a little bit more um, elaborative, but um, yeah, it's, it's something like really, really interesting. Even the Sabian symbol for my own degree, which is seven degrees Aries. Um, when I was born, it's completely to a T my personality and who I am. So it's, it's really fascinating. That is so interesting. So with these Sabian symbols, do people sort of put their own interpretation into them or are you sort of supposed to take them like exactly sort of how they're, how they're written or are there ways that people sort of interpret them differently? So they're for your own interpretation. There is a couple different, by like very professional astrologers have over the years have done um, their own interpretations 
like Dane Rudnar, who's my favorite, one of my favorite astrologers, and he has the best saving symbol book out there. But I feel like it's your own interpretations. It's definitely more so for, I think, America with the astrology and just the saving symbols are very Americanized. So you can use them throughout the world, of course, and they will kind of pick up on global events. But I think it's more so for for this country. But it's your own interpretations. Like that's how I interpreted what these saving symbols might mean. And yeah, there's a lot to look at for the year. These are just two of them. Yeah. So interesting. So you talked about sort of some signs um, that are might generally have some big years. Are there any other sort of sign groupings that are uh, maybe going to encounter some certain types of challenges or are going to have like a really easy time doing this or this or that? I feel that uh, Sagittarius, it's like we're having Mercury go retrograde soon in Capricorn. It will go into Sagittarius and then the last Mercury retrograde of 2024 would be in Sagittarius. So I kind of feel the Sagittarius are going to be going through a little bit at the end as well as when Mars goes retrograde in Leo. There's some signs that like towards the the end of the year, they'll kind of feel it more, but it all depends on your chart. Like I have a lot of Capricorn. I'm more Capricorn than anything. So I know like the full moons in Capricorn, the summer and Pluto leaving Capricorn to Aquarius is going to be huge for me personally, but it depends on your astrology too. But I feel um, even the Mercury retrograde this summer, which will be in Leo and Virgo will be pretty instrumental for those signs. So, but yeah, I feel like there's some that kind of have a little break. I think like Taurus and Scorpios have a little break because the past two years were really hard for them. So the astrology knows it's not going to pick on a sign for like decades. It's going to kind of filter through. So everyone gets their karma. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Good to know. Okay. So what else do we need to know about the astrology of 2024? Uh, what what have I missed in my line of questioning so far? There's so much. I I like the I like the astrology for the most part. I feel Saturn um, in Pisces and Neptune in Pisces. It's just giving us more creativity. I do feel that spirituality, holisticism, the metaphysical, it's just going to keep rising and. If we can't rely on institutions, we have to rely on spirit. We have to rely on guidance from our intuition. And I think these fields are going to keep growing, especially by 2026. Metaphysical fields and holistic fields are going to continue to rise and grow because that's going to be the form of truth and counsel that we seek because we're not going to be able to trust or go to institutions. But I do feel that um, if you're in those fields, it's going to be, you're going to find that you're in the right timing, you're in divine timing. And sometimes when you're working in a spiritual holistic field, you're ahead of the times and you're like, why is everyone like tuning in? Why don't people get it? But people are waking up, people are opening up their third eye and their crown chakra. And I do think that 2024 is going to be a good year to enhance your spirituality, to get that knowledge with Gemini and Jupiter and I feel that that's that's positive. Also Venus is direct the entire year. So no Venus retrograde this year. That's really good. Some zodiac signs, some signs who have either their Venus and Sagittarius, Capricorn or Aquarius will have two Venus returns this year. So I think that's going to be interesting. Uh, that will be me. I have my Venus in 
Sagittarius. Sorry, I don't know why okay. that took me so long to think about. So <laughs> what okay. does a what does a Venus return mean? We talked so we've talked about Saturn return, me and you, mm-hmm. on your episode of the podcast. But what does a Venus return mean? So a Venus return, this is really connecting back to your heart center. We usually have one once a year or once every like year and a couple months. And it's just connecting to your heart, connecting to your values. And Venus is not just love and romance and relationships. It's also our money. It's also what we're doing. If it's still connected to our authenticity and how we make money and how we value ourselves and our self-worth, those things are going to be coming together. And it's going to be also a reflection of who's in our life, who, you know, values us, who's worthy of us. And it can be a little bit of a challenge or also it can feel like a homecoming, like, oh, I am surrounded by really great people. And they're providing love for me and I'm able to see the best version of myself come through with these people. So that that's a good, I think, positive example of a Venus return, but it's just kind of reflecting upon your values and if they're still in alignment or not. Mm, interesting. So those signs will have sort of two chances in 2024 to, or like maybe those themes will come up for them a little bit more than usual in 2024. Is that sort of right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very cool. What else? Anything else you want to share about the astrology of 2024? I feel that I covered a lot. Um, I do think one thing that's interesting is I like to just look at the tarot card of of every year. And I feel the tarot card of it being the strength card, which is also, you know, it's the Leo card. So it's it's interesting um, because when Leo goes retrograde at the end of the year it's going to go retrograde on De- December 6 um, of 2024. I think that's going to be interesting how that's going to really hit the strength card. And the strength card is not our physical strength. It's our emotional and intuitive strength. And we might we might need that <laughs> at the end of the year, <laughs> moving to 2024. But I think it's a good omen throughout the rest of 2024 is to rely on your intuitive strength. Be gentle, choose kindness, reflect retreat. I think 2024 is going to be a really good year to just kind of be in your own energy, especially if a lot of Pisces energy is just like reflect, retreat, go on a vacation, give yourself that time to journal, create a vision board, make things a little bit more easier on yourself. Things don't have to be hard. We've been like projected into this belief that things have to be hard for them to be right or successful. And 2024 is just like, be gentle and choose kindness and know that you have the strength to persevere in unprecedented times. Hmm. Lovely. I love that. So if somebody's listening and they're sort of excited and fascinated by how you were just able to sort of read the overarching astrology and the energy, like how can somebody start to sort of be able to read an overall or overall astrological yearly chart and sort of start grabbing information the way that you've been able to do that? So what I like to do, I have a couple different different books. And um, I just feel that really follow the astrology for just kind of take it year by year. Like I'll Google, like what are the transits or like the retrogrades of the year? And I'll write them down. I have like lists of all the transits and then kind of see, oh, do I have anything in my chart, my personal chart that's going to connect with this and kind of see if you have anything that's going to relate Everyone will have something that's going to affect them, but I kind of think just starting from what are the transits of 2024, how do they mirror your chart, and then kind of break it down from there. Cool. Good to know. Where can people find you 
Um, if you want to talk about sort of your year ahead readings that you do, feel free to do that. Um, just in case people sort of want to get more in touch with, uh, your work. So you can find me on Instagram at the punk priestess and my website is thepunkpriestess.com. I offer year ahead readings, So I have an option where it's just tarot and we'll go over the, your theme of the year through tarot cards, Oracle and astrology cards. I have a service where you can also get your birth chart looked at. So all the major events that are happening in your birth chart for 2024, and that's also connected with astrology as well. And then I started this year offering pagan year ahead readings because a lot of my witches, they want to have just the astrology for the pagan holidays. So I will pull your chart and it's um, eight different charts, eight to nine different charts of all the pagan holidays with your personal astrology. And we'll go over your astrology and then we'll also pull tarot cards based off of the pagan holidays. Super cool. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I I think it's a cool thing to be able to do some, some year ahead looks. And I thank you so much for just coming on and, and giving us sort of an overview of 2024. I think when we did this in 2023, I sort of remember, I feel like I, re- maybe I'll have to go back and listen to it, but I remember sort of you talking about like us discussing sort of like the rumblings of revolution and, and like change, especially in like the US beginning. And now it feels like 2024, it's like we, we chatted about that, how that might change. And then 2025, it's going to be, you know, next year, this time next year, when we talk through this, it's going to be interesting to sort of see that, like that cycle and where 2024 really landed and everything. So crazy times we live in, I guess, for the astrology. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot going on. And I think it's just mostly amplified too with technology because there's always been a lot, but I feel like we have it so much in our face now. We're like, we can't avoid it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Well, Majori, thank you so, so much for coming on and sharing your astrological forecasts and, and knowledge with us. I so appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Hey, hey.